You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and I am coming to you live from Daytona Beach uh, during bike week of all the times of the year to be here. My dad has a place in Daytona and the last three weeks have been kind of nutty. We've been a little bit of everywhere, including Mexico and now Florida. Loving the sun. I honestly like, oh, feel so nice to be out of the uh, bit of a COVID bubble that we are living in in Canada right now. Um, and just feels so good to be in a place that you can kind of forget a little bit of what is going on back home. And after not traveling for two years, like it's just been awesome. So I am feeling so inspired to bring you today's episode all about my playbook for using metrics to plan business decisions. The reason I'm so passionate about this topic is that first of all, before our business hit a tipping point, I was just struggling to find freedom. So I had a typical, you know, corporate job working away. And like, of course, there's, you know, you hit some numbers, you do some things, you see your pay incrementally, like increase a little bit, right? But at the end of the day, the hours that you're putting in are not exponentially reflected in your paycheck. And that alongside not having the freedom to travel, it made me just desire so deeply to do something else. And I think that that's why this trip for me is really, it's full circle, being able to just pick up and go. We were in Mexico for two weeks. Now we're in Florida and I don't have a return ticket. We are hanging out for a bit, not sure when we're going to go back. But that sort of freedom was something I always really, really craved and wanted not to have to go to work and have to go to an office or be told, no, you can't take time off the beginning of the month. No, you can't take time off the end of the month. Like that was my nightmare. And so the basis of this episode is all about what metrics you really need to know to get your business off the ground so that you can build something that is six or seven figures or eight figures that really helps you take that step towards freedom. Now, the one thing that I really think, you know, when I go back and have a look at our business, it took about seven months from the the idea or the, you know, this dream I had in the middle of the night that the business was, you know, something that came to me that I need to do this. I need to be helping people in the health and fitness and wellness industry. And it was about seven months before the time that I went headfirst, like full into it. 
but it was year four that we had our first seven figure year. And that was not by accident. Now there's a couple of things that really play into that. The first thing would be, you know, at this point, like 18 years into this, like this whole like online world and setting up products online and selling virtually, like we've been at this. And when I say we, I mean, my husband and I, we've been at this for like 18 years. And there were a lot of things that I learned over that time before I started the Fitness Leader Institute and this business that really helped set the framework and made the last, you know, four years of before we hit seven figures really possible. So I don't want to negate that, you know, this wasn't just a flip of a switch. And, you know, four years later, we had a seven figure business. It was really something that, you know, I always like to think about it like a savings account. Every experience you have is adding to that account of knowledge and things that you need to do to be successful. But the biggest light switch for me in terms of thinking about a business and how it becomes successful, because I had tried many, many things before I started the Fitness Leader Institute, it was really understanding my ideal customers' problems and having a really great solution that helped them have a transformation. Like not just lip service, like, yeah, this is going to change your life, but no, like really, this was life-changing. So I think that over, you know, the 18, years of doing this and being in, you know, the online world, you have to know your ideal customer to the point that you could come up with what they say to their friends, to their family and what they would, you know, maybe teach their niece or nephew about getting into the business. Like you have to know them so intimately. And in terms of, you know, once you do that and you have that really clear picture of who they are and how your solution is different because you've hit on the right pain point, that sets you up for a great endeavor and life of success. Now, I will say that one thing that really trips people up is being involved in the MLM world and not knowing those things because you can't separate yourself in a sea of sameness of other people. And I guess just some thoughts quickly, because this comes up a lot for my team and I, although we you know, we really started working with Beachbody coaches in the very beginning, health and fitness driven coaches. The one transformation for me that is at the root of what we do is, you know, we have one level where we help people with social media, like we really help them set up their posts. And that's one transformation that we help with. We free up all their time so they can focus on what really matters in, you know, the MLM world, which is invites and follow ups and things like that. So that is one thing that we do that is like a transformation I'm very, very proud of. But the second transformation is that I think what ends up happening in the MLM world is people get to a point that they're like, okay, this is not going to grow to the point that I want it to, or I need a secondary income and I need to build something that is my own that, you know, essentially like I sign my own paychecks and I am in control of the product that I create. I honestly think that every person involved in an MLM should get there to that point that you keep doing that, you know, whatever your, um, your, you know, if you are in an MLM, you keep doing that, but you have to create another stream that is going to get you to that next level. Like you think of, I, I think of some of the best coaches that I know, you know, one being Kim Fitzpatrick, and she still has her Beachbody business and she, you know, is killing it, doing really well. 
she has additional streams of income because that just financially, that just makes sense to always have multiple streams of income. And she has a brand and she sells a couple of different things, but headbands is one of the things that she has as a product. So it's just really important that when you think about that transformation, because the reason I'm going into so much detail here is that that is the first transformation that we provide is helping free up any health and fitness coach of all their time with social media. Then the next level is helping them craft this marketing machine where they have this conveyor belt of new customers coming in. They can start to see that like, oh, like maybe I don't need to just sell other people's supplements or other people's workouts or products. Like I can really, I see how this marketing thing works and I can use this for that business or I can also create my own thing or do them in tandem. And the transformation is you will never not have new customers coming in. That's just so important. That's been a really like a lifelong lesson for me, really learning you need to know your ideal customer and what transformation you can actually provide for them. So that's the caveat to this. And metrics is really the, it's almost like the needle that threads through your strategy that helps you make the right decision. So I always used to make decisions based on kind of gut feel. I think that, you know, just as one thing that my personality type, if something feels right, then I would go ahead and make that decision. But one thing that I really learned, especially around exponential growth, is that in order to exponentially grow, you just, you need to know your numbers and you need to keep doing more of what's working. And this is something I definitely learned from a coach of mine when we would look at the numbers in my business. And it's honestly how we went from 10K a month to a seven-figure year, which if you figure it out, that's about 83,000 on average a month. Like we essentially 10X'd the business and it all came down to knowing the numbers in the business, what was working and how do you do more of that? That's a very simplified way of thinking about it. But honestly, if you were to ask me, what did you do in terms of your metrics to grow your business so quickly? That is what I did. I was being coached and really, you know, started looking at just simple. What's the simple answer? What is working right now? How do we do more of it? And we really utilized Facebook ads to get in front of more of the right people. So when it comes to metrics and planning business decisions, I want you to think about it like you have a value journey that you're driving people through. So the first, I'm going to give you guys a quick summary here of the stages and then some of the numbers that would fall into these stages so that you can be thinking about these and tracking these. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. 
And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. We start off with awareness. So people need to know about you to ever purchase from you. And from there, once we become aware of someone, and just as a caveat, I want to say like, this is the same as like dating, right? So they become aware of you. Next, they would engage with you. So in the dating world, maybe you're sending messages, you're starting to like communicate back and forth. The next stage is to subscribe. And in the dating world, this might be, you know, sharing phone numbers, things like that. Uh, In the online marketing world, it's email. Next from there, you need to convert them. So this takes them from just being a cold lead, or maybe a warm lead if they've subscribed to you, but then they need to convert either time or money. And this money component is like a, you know, somewhere around a $27 product, uh, seven to $27, they call it a tripwire, or they show up something that, you know, for something that is going to take time, like a webinar or something like that. Next, they're going to move to excite, which is just this phase that you really want to get them jazzed before you ask for anything. Then they move into your core offer, which is like the one thing that you sell in this process. And then you would ascend them up. So there's going to be upsells and and different things that you may add to the order, uh, or they may add to their, you know, purchasing from you and doesn't have to be just a a cart that they're adding things. It could just be like, oh, they bought this. So we're going to send them, ascend them up the ladder through an email series or something like that. Uh, And then as you're ascending them up, there is also going to be some additional steps that drive people to promote you and refer people back to you. So that's essentially when you look at all those stages, those formulate and fall into something called a scorecard. So this is how we track everything in our business now. When you think about all those stages, you don't want to throw a bunch of people into your value journey or the front end, a bunch of people become aware of you, but you're not converting them and you're not getting them to subscribe and they're not buying anything. Like that's a waste of money, right? So that's why those that journey and those numbers are so important. You need to know your numbers. So because it's just like a funnel, like any sales system, it, you know, a certain number of people come in the top and then a certain number of them come out and convert to customers and tell more people about you, right? So the importance of really understanding those numbers throughout and hitting benchmarks makes it really easy to determine, okay, like, is this an area we need to focus or not? So when you think about awareness, there are certain things you can focus on. Now, usually 
This is more of an advanced strategy because you're probably involving some sort of advertising, right? Like could be Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google, all that sort of stuff. More people need to become aware of you. And in order to do that, you can use paid media. The other way, of course, which is definitely the harder way uh, is to use organic social media and try to get on the explore page and do all those sort of things. Now, for me personally, I would just rather, you know, pay for ads once my funnel is set up. Um, that's how you scale faster, right? Like versus just trying to rely on something to go viral. So that's just, you know, a side note for that. But basically, how many eyeballs are like coming across and seeing you for the first time? Uh, that can be calculated, you know, looking at a couple different numbers, it could be reach, you could look at video views, there's a couple numbers that sit in that awareness phase. But that's the way to think about it. Next is engage. So this is where you're going to be looking at your comments and shares and likes and all all those sort of things that tell you people are engaging with you. It could be story views, all those sort of things. So the the way that we usually do this as well, just when we think about a scorecard, is we'll track these numbers for a few months. Then when we get a bit of a benchmark, then we'll set numbers of like, we want this number to be this on the scorecard. And that's how then you, you know, when you're filling in your numbers each week, just think of it as like an Excel doc, you're going to be filling in these numbers, then it's really easy to see, okay, this number is on track or not on track, right? So after you have that engagement phase and you know, you're focusing on all those numbers, really a lot of those numbers fall into that social media bucket or podcast, depending on if you if you do that for your business. Your goal is to move them into subscribe. So that is your email list, right? So you want people to engage with you, but ultimately you don't want it to stop there. You want them to move into getting on your email list. That's where you keep track of your subscribers. So once they move onto your email list, that number is obviously super important. So you'd be looking at that number and you want to see it continuing to grow. And you might have a certain goal in mind, of course, right? Again, that's where the scorecard comes in. Next though, you want to convert them into either buying a offer between seven or $27 or running some sort of, you know, could be a masterclass, could be a call, something where they invest time. Now, this is where a lot of people in the MLM world get tripped up because they're, you know, they're at this point, maybe at the mercy of another company that's dictating to them, this is what you sell and what you don't. So this is where if you are looking to scale and really grow this into your own thing, where you're income is really limitless. This is where you can still do your MLM thing, but you might want to also um, look at having something of your own, right? So this is where you might incorporate, maybe you have a meal planning guide that you sell, or maybe you run a masterclass on that, or maybe you do a one-on-one -on -one call. But it's important that you have this stage to move people from just being like spectators on your email list to actually investing something into time or money with you. So then from there, now it, it of course depends which way this goes, if it's time or money, if it's going to be monetary product, like a $7 product or a $27 product, something of that sort, then you really want to make sure you get them excited. It's like a surprise and delight and aha moment before you make your core offer to, you know, buy this product, whatever it may be. And 
usually from that convert stage and getting them to the core offer, you would have like an email series, something that helps to ascend them and point them in the right direction. If it's a masterclass that you've gotten them on or call or something like that, the goal is to close them usually on that masterclass or call, but you also might have an ascension series that, you know, moves them through there. So some of the metrics you're going to be looking at here would be, you know, what percentage of people convert when they hit that page. That would be actually the same in the email list example I gave you guys. Like you want to look at the number of people that hit your opt-in page and actually convert. And then from there, you can also, there's a bunch of different metrics you can definitely look at with masterclasses. Like what is the show up rate? Um, how many people convert on the masterclass? All those sort of sales specific numbers could be gathered in that section there. And then you would have additional numbers after your core offer of ascending them up, how many people actually take those offers or not. So that is essentially the value journey and all of the metrics that I think about along the way. Now, if this, okay, you're probably in one of two camps, right? One camp is that you're like, this tech stuff scares the crap out of me. Like I have no idea how to actually start tracking some of this stuff. And I get that, like tech was never my forte. I'm very, very lucky that my husband is very techy and he has built our website and he's he runs our ads. He's very integrated in that world and understanding what things need to fire where in order to make sure that if you do get to the point that you wanna run ads, that it's actually being tracked properly. Because the one thing to think about when it comes to ads is that you need to make sure that that data is being tracked. The Facebook pixel is not what it used to be. It used to be able to accurately track, but with all the iOS updates and things like that, there's a bunch of other stuff going on. So you might be in that camp where you need help with tech, or you might pretty much understand it. You have a website, you sort of understand the pixel and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's like of no worry to you. And you got that, you know, you can get all your numbers and that sort of thing. The one thing that, you know, actually Bill and I have been talking a lot about is that this need for done for you tech, like, wouldn't it be nice to roll up as somebody in the health or fitness industry and just get somebody else to help with the tech and the website and all that sort of stuff. So this has definitely been something we've had some conversations on because like, I don't know what I would have done without him, you know, Bill being able to run all that for me. Like I'm not, I'm not techie. Um, tech makes me very frustrated and I I really prefer, you know, being the face of the business and being able to teach and train and educate and things like that. So it's been a really good balance for us where he's able to handle that side of things. And, you know, if you're somebody that uses a program like Kajabi or something, you know, where you have training modules and courses like that, um, it can get really expensive when you start adding on more courses. And that was just never an option for us because we have so many courses and products. So that's where Bill had to kind of dig in and create this whole back end for us so that we could deliver all the products and all the courses that we have available. So I don't know if like tech is not your thing and this may be something that could help you. Definitely send me a DM on Instagram at the Ashley Shaw. We've been talking about it and thinking like maybe this is something that could really help people. So I really hope that this episode was super helpful. And I would love to know like what metrics in your business are you watching and what helps you make your most important decisions. I definitely cannot 
say enough that we would not have able been able to make the progress that we did without really knowing our numbers and being able to just always, always like do more of what's working. If there's something that is working in your business, amplify it, do more of it, get more customers in front of it. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Social Selling Simplified. And we will definitely see you next time right back here. Have a great day, guys, and we'll chat with y'all soon. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money, and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.